Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. No intro today. We're going straight into the cold open. Just me and Steve right now. <sighs> I mean, I don't know what really there is to be said other than the Red Sox are currently doing everything that they can to not make the wild card game right now. They're playing with absolutely zero heart. They're playing with zero fight. I don't believe that this team wants to be in the wild card. And it's honestly crushing after such a long season of ups and downs to finish like this after that seven game stretch. I just know words. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. So last week we recorded, what did we, so we hadn't even started the Yankees series yet. So we were talking about, you know, the Red Sox control their own destiny here. They were two up on the Yankees. They had a decently sized lead. In fact, I remember saying you can old takes expose me, but I can remember saying count out the Mariners and the A's and the Red Sox have three against the Yankees. Then you got three against Baltimore. And then you got three against Washington. You know, even if you take one out of three from New York, there's no reason why you shouldn't take five out of six from Baltimore and Washington, two of the worst teams in baseball. And they come out at Fenway Park, the last series of the year, quite possibly the biggest Red Sox Yankees series in terms of, of implications in the past decade for both teams. And they lay a huge egg on the field, like a huge one. No fight. Like the bullpen, every time Stan comes up in the eighth inning, boom, bam, bop, ball's going all over the place. Just stop. And then, and then you go into Baltimore and you lose two out of three to the worst team in baseball. I mean, it's handed to you on a silver platter. You control your own destiny. And now we don't control your own debt. And now we don't control our own destiny. We don't deserve to, right? It's up to whatever Seattle does. You know, the Yankees, the Yankees are going to get in now. They're two games up on all of us. They just got to win one force even like a tiebreaker so the dreams of of playing a wild card game at Fenway are just about as gone as you can get and now it's just find a way to to put together two to three wins and just hope that the Mariners lose to a terrible Angels team and the Blue Jays lose to a horrible Orioles team I, I don't really know what else to say like five out of six come on uh credit to me for saying that the Mariners weren't dead yet last episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, confirm not dead now. Hashtag refuse to lose. <laughs> but I mean, the Yankee series, oh, I watched every game. So did I. And yeah. there were moments where we had a lead, but in my head, I knew that that lead was not going to hold. I knew from the body language of everybody on the field, I knew from the body language of the Yankees, just how they were carrying themselves in Fenway, especially after game one. We were up 3-2 at one point in uh, game two, I believe, right? Yep. And I knew for a fact that a one-run lead going into the seventh or eighth inning just was not going to hold against that team. And there was just some atrocious starting pitching. There was some atrocious bullpen more than anything. And nobody on the field looked like they wanted to win. But then you have guys like Aaron Judge, who 
come in clutch. And then you have John Carlos Stanton, who's been probably the hottest player in the entire MLB over the past two weeks. It's gotten to the point where like Stanton's like an underrated player now. Yeah, it, it is pretty much that he is underrated at this point, just because he's gotten so much hate and backlash for striking out a lot that people forget that he was, I believe the 2016 NL MVP who hit 50 plus home runs. Yeah. Uh, Almost 60 is, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say because you had your guys on the mound that you wanted on the mound over the last two series. You had Avaldi twice. You had sale against the blue Jays who probably put in. You mean the know, Orioles or yeah, the Orioles, excuse me. He, he did not look great that, that game. I mean, you can point at spots in this in the Yankee series, especially where you can blame, you can try and blame the ump on that Christian Vasquez transfer call that he called a strike and then judge had a double. And maybe that call would have had huge implications for the rest of that game. But in reality, if I would be more angry if I thought that the Red Sox were going like wanted to win that game, because what's the point of me getting upset about their play if the guys on the field actually playing for the team aren't putting in the emotion and the effort that like you need to see when it's crunch time, when it's uh, the last week of these last two weeks of the season, and you're fighting for that wild card spot. I mean, it's just, it's nowhere. And I mean, it's what frustrates me the most is that this is not the Red Sox team that we have seen all year. I'm not saying we haven't seen little spurts of this, the end of July, beginning of August, we, we saw this where the team basically got on the field and was like, buddy, we're not playing baseball. We're like, just going to lose. And, but in the first half, excuse me, in the first half, you know, this team is leading the American League East, <clears throat> has either the best or second best record in the American League. And again, as I said, you have like this series against the Yankees in game one. You've got Nathan Ivaldi on the mound. He's the guy who you want on the mound besides Chris Sale at home, especially at Fenway. He's been so good at Fenway this year. And you got to think it's like, all right, Friday night, like last Friday at Fenway, Garrett Cole on the mound and they come out and they're down seven, nothing within two and a half innings. And then the next night it's the same thing. They're up three to one. Stan hits the home run in the eighth. And then the next night they're up three to two in the eighth and they gave up four runs in the eighth, two, two nights in a row. You know, I don't even care who blew it. I think it was like Hauk and Richards and whoever, but I mean, this team right now, as much as I hate to say, I'm just being as realistic as possible. If we find a way to squeeze into a wild card spot right now and like somehow beat the Yankees, like we're getting destroyed by Tampa Bay in the first round, just destroyed. You mean there's not even a point in that's honestly, that's that is looking so far ahead too. There's no point in thinking about that. No, because right now we're playing especially in that series against the Orioles, we're playing like we're the worst team in the league. And I said it last episode that you kind of have to like sweep up the trash. We are the trash right now. We are the garbage that other teams go with. They, people want to play us in Fenway right now. I mean, we're not going to play there for the rest of the season. 
We're not going to play there in the wild card game. But if we, even if we were locked into the top wild card spot and everything was the same, we had this skid right now, and just the games happen to work out that we're in the wild card spot at Fenway. Whoever it is, the Yankees, the Mariners, the Blue Jays, they're coming into Fenway Park and they're licking their chops and they're saying that this team is going to lie down and just take whatever we have to give them because there's just zero heart. The Mariners, if you look at the, the, the Mariners, that's yeah. exactly what the Red Sox needed to look like over this last two series. That's exactly what they needed to look like. Mariners refused to lose right now. They knew that they were a couple games out of the wild card spot, and they all as a team collectively said, we're not going to lay down and we're going to go into all of these games and we're going to get into that wild card spot because we're a team that wants to win. We're a team that wants to break our playoff drought. And the Red Sox. Yeah. So the Red Sox, uh, you know, they just, you, you can pick it up. Um, yeah. I mean, you're, you got it spot on. It's just that, uh, uh, yeah, no, the Mariners just they, – they refused to lose. I think they, what, won 9 out of 10. They beat the A's like six games in a row or six out of seven. Um, and they're just not going away. And same thing with the Blue Jays. And, and uh, yeah, it just it sounded like a broken record. And I want to take a look at, like, some of the offense here. Some of these guys have just, like, laid down and just not done anything this past week. Like, Bogarts hitting 105 over the past week, two hits – like Kike hitting 182. He had that big home run to lead off the game last night. And you kind of are like, all right, well, this team came to play. We shut him out last night, a pretty dominant six, nothing win. Kike's coming to play. And then, you know, Pavetta gives up tons of doubles. You're facing a guy. I don't even remember his name who had an ERA of close to eight. And he set them down, I think between the fifth or the fourth to the sixth inning Set them down like one, two, three, three consecutive innings. I can understand if you're playing the Tampa Bay Rays and you're getting shelled and you're putting up a good effort and you end up not getting in because you have to face, obviously glass now is hurt right now, but you have to face whoever is pitching for them because they pull guys out of their ass and they're magically amazing. But legitimately could not have been a better opportunity to win these games. Guys who are, double A and triple A pitchers with eight ERAs and Camden yards where there's legitimately no Orioles fans. It's like a home game for the Red Sox and you go in and you lose two out of three. See, I mean, like Nick Pavetta, if you look at him, he's currently in that four man rotation right now that if we do make it into the playoffs, he's going to get some starts. He's looked atrocious atrocious and i hate to say it because if you've been listening to the show for a long time you know i'm a huge nick pavetta guy i picked him to be an all-star before the season and it's just like i don't know what happened with him over his last seven starts grit over his last seven starts he's 0-3 with a 6-0-0 era in 29.2 innings pitch he's 13 walks in the last 15 games he's pitched, he's got a 518 ERA. He's three and five in those games, and he has 27 walks. He looks awful. He looks worse than I think anybody else in this pitching staff right now in the starting rotation. Avaldi had his worst start of the year against the Yankees. Everything that could go wrong is going wrong, Murphy's Law. And I I don't know. 
like what our worst possible record could have been to get into the playoffs over the, that nine game stretch, but we're really going to test it and we're going to find out what our worst possible record could be to get in because that's, that's what we're looking at right now. It, yeah, we're going to have no, we have no wiggle room at all to, to spare. I think it's either we're sweeping the nationals and we're taking three games or we're the season's over. We're packing it up. I've got a weird feeling that winning two out of three just isn't going to be enough. I, I, I don't think that's a very weird feeling. I think I that's mean, extremely realistic feeling. Winning, winning two out of three at best in my heart, winning two out of three at best will get you to play game 163. That is the best case scenario in my head right now. If they win two out of three, I don't think, and, and again, like, you had a good opportunity with the Blue Jays playing the Yankees. You know, there's some cross-contamination there where both teams can't get wins. And the Mariners, obviously, you can't control their destiny, but they're playing an A's team who, you know, is still only a couple games back. Obviously, they're eliminated, but they had a decent season. And now the Mariners have got a pretty bad team in the Angels who, you know, are, are calling it quits for the season because it's like, you know, what else do they have to give? Shohei's not pitching. Uh, they don't even have any other pitchers, basically, other than him. And then, yeah, Toronto's got the Orioles. And by standards, I guess the Orioles are a good baseball team because they just beat the Red Sox two out of three. So maybe that's a good thing for the for the Blue Jays, or maybe they actually have um, a little bit of confidence and they can go in. I don't even know if they're playing in Toronto or Baltimore, but they can go in and win a series against this team who's got 100 and some odd losses, 107 losses this year i mean that's ridiculous and i also want to point out a couple guys on the pitching staff steve you kind of alluded to pavetta there in the starter role but there have been a couple of bullpen guys too this past month who have been awful first i want to talk about adam Ottavino, who historically against the yankees have has been terrible and he was terrible again in that yankee series the past month he's four and oh which you hear and you think oh he's probably been pretty good but in the 10 games he's pitched in the past month, he's got an 8.22 ERA, a whip of almost 1.6, an opponent's batting average of 2.90. He's got very few strikeouts. He's only got, uh, yeah, uh, like 11 in, in seven and two thirds innings. I guess that isn't horrible, but it doesn't really matter when, when you've got an eight ERA. And the other guy is Garrett Whitlock. I know he's hurt right now, but in the past month, he's pitched in six games. He's got a 6.14 ERA. Um, seven strikeouts and seven and a third innings. So it's like these guys who, who we've relied on all year, like Bogarts bad this past week. Kike also really bad this week. Dahlbeck was hitting under a hundred this past week. Defensively, not good at Fenway no. should have made a couple plays. That yeah. He didn't come down with. So it's just kind of like, those are the guys you look at. Like Xander Bogarts is your captain. And I even saw stuff about like, sitting him, putting Iglesias at shortstop and putting Arroyo at second base for today's game because they're like, you know, you got to play the hot hand. I don't know if that's exactly a smart move, but when these guys who you have relied on all year come in and just lay eggs, it is so frustrating. And I mean, you you do have other guys stepping up. Like Hansel Robles, he's been really good in the month of September. He hasn't allowed an earned run in the month of September in 11 innings. Ryan Brazier, 10 innings, a 1.80 ERA. He's been good too. Austin Davis, no earned runs in the month of September. He didn't pitch all that much, but still, it's promising. And when those guys step up and your stars don't step up, 
it's it's kind of like rolling the dice. You're like, all right, I guess we'll see if we win today. I mean, there's no nobody on this team right now that I have full confidence in that they're playing their best baseball. There's not a single person that nobody. I can look at and I can say that you are ready for October. You are ready for this last series and you are ready for the potential wildcard game that you're going to get into. I don't think that all hope isn't lost because I don't want to believe that all hope is lost. And you're going into this series playing the nationals who are a last place team that had a fire sale of all of their good pitchers or all of their good players, rather Every, everybody, <laughs> all of their good players are no longer on the roster outside of Juan Soto. And you would think that the Boston Red Sox would be I, – I, I haven't looked at the line yet for this, this upcoming game, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Red Sox weren't favored anymore. I feel mm. like you have to – I wouldn't be surprised. The way that they're it playing – It would surprise me, but I... – I'm sure that they are favored because obviously, like, when you're making the, like, the, the lines, you're – it's just logical to favor the Red Sox because they are a better team. They are a better team on paper. They've played better than the Nationals the entire year, and the Nationals are one of the worst teams in the league. But just recently, recency bias, all, all in mind, I don't think that they should be favored. I don't think you should give the Red Sox any credit right now. I don't think they deserve it. No. I mean, uh, it's just – I don't really know how much more I want to talk about. It's just you, you can. The, the thing is, thankfully, thankfully, as negative as, as we've been, and rightfully so, because this team has been awful, you can go into Washington. I'm just laughing because I said this after we got swept by the Yankees about going into Baltimore. But you can go into Washington and you can sweep this Nationals team and your season will not be over. It's not like we're a game back of the Mariners or the Blue Jays and a sweep wouldn't even guarantee us that a sweep gets you into games 163 at worst. If you lose this series, the season's over. That's not even a question about it. You, you gotta at least take two out of three. And so who's pitching tonight? Uh, is it Eddie? Eddie's going tonight. Yeah. Eddie's going tonight against Rogers for, a national is a person I have never heard of. He's two and one with the two seven three ERA. Never, so. never heard of him. I, I would think it's it's Eddie, and then um, who would be after that? Uh, Ivaldi. I think they might have to go with a bullpen game for game two because they want to set well, one they, of our top guys up. Yeah, maybe maybe how pitches game two. And then I would – that sets up Chris Sale to pitch the last game on Sunday. But I will say this too. I mean, the odds are so stacked against the Red Sox right now because when you think about it, if we have Eddie pitch game one, Huck pitch game two, and then Sale pitches game three, let's just say then you go to a, a game 163 against Seattle or Toronto, who are you throwing in that? You got to throw a Valdi, right? And then who pitches the wild card game? Is it like Eddie? It would have it to be probably to be Eddie. Eddie, Eddie or Pavetta. Like, so again, you kind of corner yourself in a spot where it's like, damn, I can't even use one of my two best pitchers now in this game. Because we, we had to use so many resources just to get to the game. 
we're going to have to just throw what we have at, at the Yankees basically. So. I mean, talking a lot of negatives and rightfully so because the last two series, the last week since we last recorded has been nothing but negatives. But you're right. In reality, the season isn't over yet. And oh, I don't. Steve. Yeah. Conf- confirm not over yet. Confirmed not over yet. Confirm not over yet. And I think that. I think I said it last episode, something would have to go horribly, horribly wrong for the Boston Red Sox to not make the wild card game. And currently that's, that's what's happening. Oh, look who is joining us. Clawson is joining the meeting. Clawson, welcome to the episode. You just missed, you just missed 25 uh, minutes of the most negative Red Sox talk we've probably ever had on this show. You What's sound that? awful. No, you just, we just can't, I hear can't you. even hear you. Are you in a room by yourself? Just take your AirPods off. Yeah. Is that any better? Oh, Way better. Yeah, there we go. Beautiful. Hell yeah. So yeah, the socks suck, folks. <sighs> Do you have anything to say? I mean, I'm sure we've already mentioned it, but uh, you got anything, anything on this hassle fun six game run we've had? I mean, I'll just say it took me by grave surprise. Um, just, just took me by grave surprise to see the Sox slip so hard. It's really kind of disappointing, especially with how this season started, you know, started so hot, arguably the best team in baseball for so long. And now they're just – I there's kind of no way to, to describe it other than they're just straight out of juice. There's just – everyone's tired. Everyone's worn down. It's a long season. So I think that they're still going to pull it out. Got the Nationals coming up. Um, and, uh, so I think they'll still make the, I I still think they'll make the wild card, but it's, um, they got to kick it into high gear if they want to make, uh, make any splash. Klaus, I want to, you go ahead, Gardner. I want to just get your opinion on this take that I had. Mm -hmm. I said at, what did I say? At best, a two out of three game series. What did I say? I can't remember. I think you said that if we sweep the nationals right now, a extremely realistic scenario, whether it's best case or worst case, worst case scenario at this point is up in the air considering how the Red Sox have been playing. But if we do sweep the Nationals right now, we are, are probably going to be looking at game 163 to see who plays in for that wild card spot. This is a good uh, chance, yeah. Well, I, I was going to say – I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say I have a very weird gut feeling that winning two out of three against the Nationals is not going to be enough to get you into the wild card. I just hard because every, everybody else is hot. Yeah. Like the Yankees are, I think the Yankees are pretty primed into that first wild card spot. Yeah. And I mean, the Mariners are tied with them right now, and the Mariners just kind of somehow find a way to win. Yeah, exactly. The only way the Yankees are not at least playing in a playoff game, their magic number to clinch is two, their magic number to get into game 163 is one. So they just need one win. Yeah. The only way that they would, not get into a wild card or that would be the Red Sox would need to sweep the Mariners would need to sweep and the Yankees would need to get swept. So the odds of all nine of those games happening slim to none. <sighs> Sorry to I'm put no, that in perspective for people. I, I don't have the, the numbers right in front of me, but as a current business statistics student, 
I would say that those probabilities are fairly low. You can't, I feel like those odds are not favorable. Definitely not. But uh, it's, it's not time to worry about any other team. It's not time to worry about the Yankees because the Yankees are one of the hottest teams in baseball right now, not named the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, credit for me, again, for saying that they were going to have a better record than the San Diego Padres. Nailed look, it. Look, look at that. Um, you just got to worry about yourself. And you, you can look ahead to the National Series. We had Eddie against some no-name. I'm not even going to call him a bum because we're bums right now. <laughs> we should win. If we won every game, we should win. We'd have like 120 wins this season. So that means nothing to me anymore. Yeah, we're playing Josh Rogers tonight, who in five games has a two and one record, two seventy three RA, and nineteen strikeouts in twenty nine innings. So this guy seeing, I mean, his ERA is okay, small sample size, but it seems like you can at least put the ball in play off of him. And then tomorrow we got Josiah Gray, thirteen games, five eighty five ERA, sixty nine strikeouts in sixty four and two thirds innings. So, yeah, I mean, the Nationals right now are basically at a point where, Steve, as you mentioned, they have sold off their entire team, and now it's like, all right, we're going to give everybody and anybody who is on our AAA team a shot to impress us at making the big league team next year. And this is the Red Sox chance to be like, you don't belong in the big leagues. Is that going to happen? I I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. I feel like whatever I say ends up jinxing this team, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I don't even know what else to say. Um, I have one last thing to say. Gardy touched on it a little bit, but my mentality, I guess over the last probably week or two, has just been the Sox can only control what they can control. So everybody else is hot. They can't control that. But if they just come out and win games, then that's all that they really need to do. It's not like they're fighting from behind to get into the wild card. They really just need to maintain pace with everybody behind them and keep that pace – I guess keep that pace up a little more than the rest of them so they don't lose it. But really all it is is just you got to focus on yourself. you got to win your games, and then that's all you can control. Yeah, that's about all we can do right now. and That's about it. I feel like we've broken down all the scenarios. <clears throat> this past weekend sucked. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, it's just – we're at where we're at now. You can't change the past. So you got to look at the future and, and look at how you can make that work. Cause that's the situation we're in right now. So. Yeah. I don't even know what else to say. Like it's only been how long we've been recording like 25 minutes. Yeah. No, I don't even think that long. Maybe a little, eh, maybe around there. I don't even know. Yeah. Like 20, 25 ish minutes. Austin, you got any notes for us? Yeah, I got a, actually a couple. Um, Hell yeah. I heard this kind of funny story. I forget where I heard it from, but they were talking about Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole while they were at UCLA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like it started with they both hated each other. And then I guess it kind of moved on to that everybody kind of hated Trevor Bauer just because of how he was. And I guess that there was one point where they were like on the plane in the airport and he had like a throwing tube to like warm up his arm. And I guess they lost it at the airport or something. And he made his whole team wait there for over an hour until he found it. Um, so that's the, I suppose, disturbing part of it. The funny part 
is after that they he was just like so dedicated to it like couldn't go anywhere without it so they started referring to it as his penis pole which that was kind of funny um wait you said that was bauer or cole bauer ah of course but i thought that was kind of funny and then the other thing was uh salvador perez hit some record home run i don't know what the record was um, I think, uh, 45 most, broke broke the record for most yeah, runs for most, by a catcher yeah by a catcher and i guess some the guy who caught it wants like 10 grand in return for it which i, I don't know like i feel like if, if that was me if i could get like a couple of autographs and like a picture like that'd be pretty sick you know what i mean yeah. I don't need the ball. Yeah, a lot of the times when people like catch a milestone ball and they just give it up to the player, like the player will give them a bat and stuff like That's that. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like as long as you're not like a dick about it, the guy that's, is usually pretty nice to you. That's, right. that's what happened with um, Mookie and that like was he a Red, Oh yeah, a the Red Reds fan. fan. Yeah. I don't even remember what that was. I think a Reds rookie got his first career home run. And oh, you're right. The guy threw it back, and Mookie gave him a bat because he appreciated that the guy immediately gave it back yeah um i mean are there any specific parts of the last two series that like are worth mentioning other than like i guess there's that moment i don't want to like just keep dwelling on it but if we can do specifics i think it's worth it when stan hit that home run in game two i almost died it's one specific um in game three vasquez transfer dropping that ball and it being called uh not a a catch foul ball that sucked and then uh then trout or not trout judge hammering a double into the gap and scoring like three runs that sucked then john carlos stanton coming up immediately after that and hitting a home run also sucked bobby dalbeck going Steve, steve i sense a i sense a theme here not a lot of positive things. Yeah, I'm, I'm just rattling off all the things that I remember specifically that sucked and hurt me the most. Um, Bobby Dahlbeck going over towards the, the fence in foul ball territory and getting scared and not catching the ball. That sucked. Oh, you know what didn't suck? What? I'll tell you one thing. DJ LeMayhew dropping the ball and then I forget who was in left field dropped the ball when Kyle Schwarber was up and the Red Sox took a lead and then quickly gave it up. Clausen? You know what sucks? Having to walk to the grocery store to get Getting groceries. off your couch to go to the grocery store, folks. But let me tell you, if you're also tired of that, I have a solution for you. Instacart, which is an online grocery delivery app that allows you to handpick a variety of fresh foods and products. Forget that ingredient. You need to make your famous dish while watching the socks. Or just like us, don't want to get off the couch, go get your groceries. Order through Instacart. Deliver straight to your door in as fast as an hour. You shop multiple stores, see details in your area that will help you save money. And every item is hand-selected at the store to fit even the most specific needs. They always handle with care to make sure everything gets to you in one piece. And if you still, please, I'm begging you, if you have not started your summer celebration, please do it. Go through Instacart. Your first order over $35 has free delivery if you use the link in our show notes. It also helps support us at Dawn Bridge. So, Instacart. Never set foot in a grocery store again. Woo! Feels like the Red Sox are never going to set foot in a wild card again. Not that they have, actually. They, they actually, played in a wild they card. They never have. Yeah. Wild. How long has the wild card game been around for? Like eight eight or nine years now? I think it was 2012 yeah. or 13. Every, was the first it's year. crazy. Every time we've made the playoffs since the wild card has been introduced, 
we've been a first place team. Yeah. 13, 13, 16, 17, 18. Yes. Um, and it's also weird that the Red Sox haven't been in the playoffs since 2018. I feel like it wasn't that long ago that we were in the playoffs. Yeah. Personally. It's I been mean, a while, though. Three. Three years. You guys, you guys want to know something? We could still make it. We could definitely. Well, uh, the 2013 Red Sox won the World Series, and then they uh, missed the playoffs for the next two years, and then they, they got into the playoffs the, the third year. And the 2018 Red Sox missed the playoffs two years after they won the World Series. So I don't know what that says, but I think it's looking good. I have hope. I would probably say that – What's your – What's your confidence level right now? That's exactly what I was going to give you. I think I'm, I'm sixty percent in on the Sox making the wild card game. I would say I'm about at. This is wild card game. Yeah. Oh man, I would say about fifty three percent. Clawson. Sixty nine. Team loves to bang. Oh yeah. Kike Hernandez, you just fired Kike after this series. Um, Also, with the Red Sox in Washington, we're not going to be able to start a designated hitter. So who do you think that kind of pulls out of the lineup? You think it's Bobby? I think it's Bobby. Probably. I'd probably agree with that just because he – I don't know. You just can't leave out Schwarber and J.D. No, a thousand percent not. Um, We got some questions, though. Are they even worth answering? I feel like garbage. This team makes me feel like garbage. No, one of them really did not age well, that I won't say. Maybe – well, I'll just say it. We don't have to answer it, but it was playoff predictions for the Red Sox. We can answer that. So so if the Red Sox end up making the wild card game, we're going to do another episode before the game on Tuesday. So if the Red Sox make the, make the wild card game, we'll answer that. Um, but our first question comes in from uh from Perry actually. Who? Harry. Oh, Harry! Oh, shout out. Yeah. I thought you said uh, Perry. I was like, oh, no. And uh, Steve, you you actually mentioned something about this earlier, or I guess the opposite. Um, is Bobby Dalvik a Gold Glover? <laughs> no. Maybe Bobby Dalbeck at second base will be a gold lover. They've been working him out there. No. <laughs> might be the might be the tallest second baseman in the history of the MLB. Him and Mike Moustakis just Travis most, Shaw. Yeah, <laughs> him too. Six six at second base. The Make Brewer, Bob a catcher. Make Bob a fucking I don't know. Center fielder. Yeah, just I don't know. Maybe him and Rafi can just switch spots. That'd be not a bad idea. Not a terrible idea. Uh, the next question comes in from Chris. Hey, Chris. He said, uh, keep, trade, extend. J.D., Bobby, Schwarber. I don't really get like the keep and tra- extend part. I guess it's more like keep two and trade one. I, I would keep, wait, keep, trade, and I feel extend. like it should be, it should be release trade and extend okay i like that better all right release trade extend 
I would extend Schwarber, release JD, and trade Bobby. I would extend. Actually, no. I would I would trade JD. Yeah. Cut Bobby. That's exactly what I would do. I feel like JD's got higher trade value. He's got the value. Yeah, JD will get you a package that, uh, like a contending team at the All Star break might like be able to shell out like two decent prospects or something. Yeah, like yep. maybe someone like Jeter Downs who hits one eighty three in the minors. Yeah. Uh, also, credit to me. I'm also I'm just rattling off good takes I've had in the past. Jeter Downs. I said we should have traded him at the All Star break because his value is was never going to be as high as it was then ever again and uh it's not and he's not ever going to be a top 100 prospect ever again so do we see i mean at this point right now i don't even know where he would really fit in on this team for the next year or two maybe at second but that would only be like if he outplayed christian arroyo right or i mean i'd even rather have iglesias right now i i know the man's just hot but um yeah, so I think we're pretty much a consensus on that. Uh, one other question before we throw it into uh, questions with Matt. Uh, this one comes in from Ryan, and he asked, worst trade Boston has made in the past 10 years? It's a good Trading question. a Boston team? What? Like any Boston team or the Red Sox? I guess the Red Sox. Okay. I would say the John Lester trade to the athletics. Huge, like, huge FU, like – if if John Lester was standing in front of them, I good to go. All right, yeah. so the recording cut off there. Clawson, what is back to the, what I was saying? Yeah, go be, for it. it was a simultaneous fu to John Lester, as well as a simultaneous like shooting the Red Sox in their own foot. They kind of there was like just no winner. They pissed off John Lester, who was a tank and had been there as whole easily the best pitcher that they've ever developed. And then they also couldn't get him back. So, and they needed pitching after that. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I would agree with you on that one. Not a good move. Yeah, and Cespedes didn't really work out. But you did get Rick Porcello for Cespedes. Uh, Yeah, I would probably say that that's a a crappy trade that kind of worked out in the end. One trade that comes to mind that I wouldn't necessarily say it's the worst trade of all time or in the last 10 years. But uh, Eddie Rodriguez – coming in for Andrew Miller, I would have liked to see how Andrew Miller could have developed as in the Red Sox organization. Maybe he doesn't become the absolute stud closer that he was in like 2016 with the Indians, but maybe he does. And I would have probably liked to see that uh, come to fruition a little bit. Just a kind of a random one, random thought. Yeah, I agree with that. He was really good there from like 2015 to 2017. Yeah. Um, and then a question from Matt. He said, uh, what takes more work, scoring two points in the NBA or writing one page for the New York Times? Probably the New York Times. I mean, I feel like for me it'd be easier to write for the New York Times, probably just because I'm under six feet tall. Um, but for somebody good at basketball, it's pretty easy to score two points. I guess I would just think that there's so much editing that goes into the New York Times. Hmm. It's going to take you a lot of time. Ah, so what you did there. Ah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say I'd have an easier time. Uh, I guess it's like, for me, I would say that I'd have an easier time writing for 
the New York Times. But for if you were comparing a, like an NBA player to like a New York Times writer, I'd probably said that like an NBA player would have less of a hard time scoring a, a basket than the writer. I would agree with that. Um, all right. I have to go in a couple minutes because I have to go. Let's just fucking wrap it up. I have to go do yeah. play by play for a volleyball game. So big volleyball guy. Let's just wrap up the episode. Honestly, I, this is a short one. If the Red Sox, you guys, wait, do you guys, let's just close out the ninth. Close out the ninth. We got to close out the ninth. My closing out the ninth is shout out to the Cardinals for not only finishing with a better record than the Padres, but also for refusing to lose and winning like 17 straight games. I'm pretty sure, I don't know, did, have they lost yet? They won, uh, They lost last night. Okay, well, they yeah. definitely had at least the second longest like win streak in like a while. So shout out to them. Uh, you, I had you guys in the World Series, so maybe prove me right. And uh, if the White Sox also make the World Series, then that would just be a good a good pick for Steve. So, uh, um, yeah. shout out. What episode number is this? Fifty five. No, fifty three. 53. Shout out episode 53. Probably the best dressed Gone Bridge episode of all time. Yeah. yeah. Except for me. But the other Shoot two boys are looking cute. Always. Always. Um, my closing on the ninth thought, you know what you need to do. I'm not going to say it. And I also want to say the that sports teams in Ohio have some of the most unoriginal names. You got the Reds. You got the Browns. You got the Blue Jackets. You just throw a color. And a name. And I don't know what made me think about that, but I felt the need to put that out there. So, with that being said, the Red Sox make the wild card game. You will hear from us before – yeah, you'll hear from us before the game. If not, we'll see you next Friday. But don't forget to follow us on Instagram at GoneBridge podcast and twitter at gombridge don't forget to download our episodes on spotify or apple podcasts or wherever you listen to them we also really appreciate the reviews on apple podcasts and we'll be back hopefully in a couple days but we'll see with episode 54 see ya